What's up, guys? Clint McGill here with Baseball Notes, and thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Today, we're finishing up part two of a conversation with Coach Mike Brumley, over 40 years at the major league level. And in part one, we talked about all things development and focused on a lot of foreign countries, Taiwan, Japan, Dominican Republic. And so be sure to check that out. And in today's episode, we talk about his favorite technologies and some of the technologies that haven't been that useful and really insightful talk. We also talk a little bit about the organization that Mike was really impressed with when it comes to giving their players a plan and developing athletes. We also touch on the World Series, a reason why the Atlanta Braves were able to outlast the Houston Astros. I hadn't heard that take before, so really interesting. So before we get started, be sure to follow us on social media, Baseball Notes on Instagram and TikTok, a lot of cool things going on there. And be sure to look up the Swing Made Easy with Coach Mike. He's got a little system that uh, all of you can take a look at that uh, forces players into good positions. It's just really good. So you can check that out at BaseballNotes.com. And without further ado, here's part two of our conversation with Coach Mike Brumley. I kind of want to talk about, you know, you played in the, you know, 80s, 90s and that type of thing. And I'm sure there's some things you see now, tools that the guys have that you're like, doggone, that would have been useful. Mm. And then there's a number of things that you're probably like, you know, we, we got so we got so in love with measuring things. You're like, well, yeah, we we just measured that, but like, why? Like, that, yeah. didn't, that didn't help anybody actually be better at baseball. So I'm kind of curious as to things you like to look at, things you don't like to look at, and uh, and, and all things there. So I guess my first question for you is: there a, a gadget, a, a, a reading that you're like, you know what? I wish I had that as a player. I mean, we talked a little bit about just the the, the common sense you know, tools of, of being able to supplement kind of that internal feel, right? I mean, that's the first thing. We take an external information, an external feel, and then try to try, try to make it internal, right? If I can internalize what I'm trying to do or where the movements are, where the patterns I'm trying to create, I got a better shot, right? I got to be able to do one or the other. So now all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, not, I'm not obsessed, but, I, but golf is my... Uh, my, my connect still to competition and to frustration, right? I mean, I, I like playing golf. The ball's sitting still. I mean, you'd think you could just square that ball up down the middle, uh, you know, but it's, it's this ongoing challenge, and this keeps me in check. Okay, so now, given that fact, a lot of the, you know, a lot of things that have come out of, uh, uh, to, to into baseball, you know, whether it's, you know, the, you know, drive lines, and there's a whole bunch of, you know, great, great things out there. But a lot of it has come out of the golf industry, right? I mean, because it's, you know, this is a, a common thing. Everybody can play golf. You know, there's that argument about being an athlete. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway, so, okay, so when I got into it, you know, here comes all this technology. And, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm dealing with, you know, all these teams – you know, the, uh, the measurables and the percentages and all the analytics that have come down the pike. I love that information. You know, I, I, I absorb certain parts, but I'm really, uh, I really like to filter it, you know, when it comes to giving it to the players themselves. Because you've got these, you know, baseball, that's the unique thing about baseball. You, you got some kids that are, you know, straight A students that could go to Ivy League, even though we played in the South because that's where the ball is. You know, and then you got, eh, maybe not the Ivy League guy. <laughs> He's a simple man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like see it and hit it guy. Yeah. You know? And so, and, and you know, you see a lot of success out of a whole different idea of, of education levels. I mean, you know, you got these pitchers that, you know, pitched at Yale or Harvard that, you know, they're just outthinking hitters for sure, you know. And then you got these other guys that outthink 
outthink and outthink it. You know what I mean? Like, is he is he that dumb or is he that smart? Right. <laughs> you know, to be right. able to. So anyway, um, well, so I was, you know, technically being an old schooler, right? Because my I grew up with my father who played signed in '57. So I've kind of got this view from the 50s the 60s the 70s and then i you know i truly started my own career in the 80s right and uh, so i've kind of got this long gap of least understanding of what's been out there you know even my dad used to say uh you know he's like oh man we, we they, they taught that you know when i was in spring training 1960 you know and i'm like what you know like no they did you know so uh so anyway here's this new technology coming out of the golf primarily the ones I, I took everything in and, and we had some great guys we brought in with Atlanta from other organizations that were kind of ahead. Atlanta was probably one of the last organizations to really get into the analytic department. I think, in fact, I think we went from no hired people in the department to like 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They made a big commitment to it. Like, and, we're uh, late. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it was, you know, hey, who could argue with Atlanta's 15-year run, Bobby Cox slash John Sherholtz, 15 titles in a row, you know, like, okay, yeah, hard to argue with. I mean, those guys were king, right? Well, then that, that all kind of got to, you know, kind of ran its course. And so here's the new group, you know, here's the new regime coming in and you know, and, and all that. And uh, so here we go. So, you know, I'm in there and, and I haven't, you know, whatever. And so I said, yeah, I'm open. Let's, let's, I want to see all of it. So when I started doing it, uh, it ended up being like, I really like win reality. Oh, nice. Yeah. I kind of liked uh, that thought of, cause these, you know, and, and it fit the generation, I think, you know, the video games and the reaction and, you know, and being able to, you know, be terrible at the, at that stage. And then, you know, you get, you know, you get killed or whatever those guys do, you know, and then it's like graduate. And then I've, I've mastered that. So when reality to me, I was like, man, this is interesting because the kids, we like this anyway. So I was like, what if we had win reality in AAA mm -hmm. where it was like, Hey, you're getting called up, Clint, you know, Friday night. So-and-so's, you know, got a bad ankle. looks like you're going to get called up and we're facing Scherzer. And you're like, Oh, hmm. it's a problem. I've never seen Scherzer <laughs> other than TV. So I'm like, well, pull up Scherzer on win reality, go get you a couple of bats off of him before you go see him. Right. You know, at least you're going to, and to me, when I did it, like I faced Chapman and Granke when the first time I was shown this thing, right? Right. Oh my gosh, Chapman throws hard. You oh, know? wow. I, I mean, but, um, you know, and picking up spin and, you know, that type of thing, that's where they've got better. You know, when I first looked at when reality, it was like a cue ball coming in. You couldn't see any spin. And, and it, you know, it's that same thing. It's like, as a hitter, do you really see it? Or, you know, we don't even know what we see. I think that's what's so unique about hitting. You know, right. it's like, can, you can't explain it, right? I mean, it's, it's easy thing, you know, like science can't prove that we can even hit, you know, because that ball's moving and it's got, you know, you got this amount of time. And right. anyway, so when reality became, now from a technical standpoint, I probably like the force plates. You know, mm -hmm. on ground, and I've done this in golf. Like, I went and had golf lessons, or, you know, like, I wanted to, I like to experience the, the, the experience of learning, you know, and the frustration. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess, so I got on this, you know, force plate weight, and, and you know, where my weight transfer, and it compared me to, you know, McElroy, you know, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, because that's what we do, right? Yeah. I'm comparing everybody, well, what's Trout do? What's Posey do? What's, you know, we're kind of looking at, eh, there's there's things that they all do. So, you know, you look at these great golf swings today and what they're able to do. So I've kind of equated it to that. So all of a sudden, force plates kind of got my, you know, got my interest. 
uh, when reality got my interest, you know, and not, nothing. And these other ones, like, you know, and they got, you got blast, you know, you've got, uh, you know, what are some of the other four, uh, there's some of the chest. Is it K-Vest? K-Vest. Yeah. K-Vest was another one. I think I did end up five or six different things. Yeah. And I, I see some benefit in all of it to consider, but when it came down to, uh, for me, the dollar that you have to commit to get it mm -hmm. and is it, is it pay off enough as an organization? So there's other values I saw, like say K-Vest. I thought, they said, well, how would you use K-Vest? I said, well, it's tough. You got six sensors, eight sensors. You pay what you get. Okay, I get it. Um, and then how do you run 65 kids through there? Because it takes time to put the vest on, get the sensors lined up, get it queued into the computer. You know, so it's not. And so what, what, what forgive me, what is K-Vest exactly? I know it's a, you wear it, but it's basically just, it, it's basically just like kind of like creates a, a avatar, a little bit, creates a, yeah, a little bit of an avatar. Okay, and uh, you know, and I there was things like speed, like yeah, how fast right, you're turning, right, right, right. But I, you know, me personally, I mean, so I took that information, and you know, it would take a while to to go through it. I could kind of evaluate that swing on a video, or even, I mean. For me personally, there's certain things I see naturally. You've done it a long time. Yeah, I just yeah, uh, eyes, my yeah. eyes go to it. Right now, I use the film to for confirmation, mm -hmm. and I use the film to give the player a good view of what I'm looking at and right. why. So, um, so, so, like, let's say KVS. I, I liked certain aspects. I like the fact that if I measured you, and this is what my thought was, they go, "How would you use it?" I said, "Well, how I would use it, I would take the top 20 players when they're at the height of their." Right, it's the last week of spring training, right? You've got some at-bats, you're ready to go to the season, you're healthy, you know, everything's pretty good. Let's measure you right then. Now, let's take that. We're not evaluating your swing. Your swing is your swing right now in this part of your development. But we're going to take that, that baseline information and store it. So now, we've got this information on, on you, and now you, you, you tore your ankle up on a slide. So, man, you're out three weeks with an ankle injury. Now we're rehabbing your ankle. Now we're getting to baseball activity. So now you're back swinging the bat. You're back throwing, catching ground balls. You're running your, you know, figure eight sprints. And everything's feeling pretty good. Like, well, let's, let's turn up the baseball side of it. Now I'm going to throw K-Vest back on you. Mm. And I'm going to see where your weight distribution was, where you were transferring from, when you were healthy, and how close are we to that same number. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm like, well, he's still favoring it. He says he's not, and he doesn't feel it, but the numbers say he's still favoring that ankle. Like he's really not using it yet. Oh, wow. That's so then I thought, yeah. okay, well, even though you feel like you're ready to play, the numbers are saying you're not. So let's be a little more patient as opposed to, yeah, no, he's pretty good. Rush it back, you know, tweak it. It doesn't feel good. Or, you, you know, you go, you know, stinking one for 25 trying because, you're, you know, you're not sure what's going on. I'd rather just be sure. So I thought, okay, there's some value there. Now, to try to fix your swing or, or make it, I didn't see that as much. You know, the measurements to me, uh, and, and, you know, I mean, you can jump on the scale. If you're, if you're 20 pounds overweight, we don't need it to go all the way down to the thousandth degree to prove that you're overweight. Mm. We just need that base. Yeah, we got to do something about this. Okay. And so that's kind of when I looked at it. I'm like, I don't need that machine because to get you into a space of average, right? Let's take the top 25 or 30 hitters in the big leagues. 
you know, what is the, what's their, what's their lead arm angle coming into heel plant? You know, what's their, you know, velocity coming into, what's the angle they're coming into trout when you look at, you know, 300 homers in 60 seconds, you know, like there's things that you look, you know, so I'm like, what's really valuable and what really applies. And to me, it's more about not what's going on, but more why and how. You know, the what is, you know, I used to say this for years. I mean, my mother, you know, in her mid-80s, you know, she's seen a lot of baseball between my dad and my, you know, my mom could probably tell you he's dropping the barrel, you know, or he's getting trapped a little bit. And I'm, I'm not sure she could get you out of it, but she could probably evaluate it. Right. And so to me, it's like, okay, there's value in that. But it's like, what do we do to get out? And that's more me. That my center of teaching is to put you competitive in a game right that's my whole goal as a coach or as a teacher so can i can i eliminate some things movement that you don't need to get it simpler for you to be consistent in your contact because that's all i'm asking i don't know what you're going to be as a player i don't know how far you're going to take the game but can i get you competitive today right now is it going to be perfect no that's the same thing dealing with you know, Austin Riley, Danzy Swan, some of the guys that, you know, the, the Duvall's, the guys that I've talked to, it's like, man, it's, it's, they're ever evolving to how they feel on a certain day. I mean, that's the thing of baseball, especially professionally. You're playing every day. You don't wake up the same. Mm -hmm. You know, I loved football. I loved playing basketball, but it's easy to prepare for, and I'm not knocking those sports because I love it. Easy to prepare for one game a week. Easy to prepare for two games a week. Prepare for seven games a week. Your feel is going to be different. From Monday to Sunday, you're waking up different. You slept different. Your, your eating habits contribute. Your energy level contribute. Your mindset, just the negativity. We know baseball especially. I think that's like where golf is good. Your mind can take you to some dark places as a hitter right. and as a player. And when it does, man, that's hard to fight your way out. Right. And this is where your other coaches, maybe your teammates, maybe you know whatever, but – you got to be very aware of what you're telling yourself and how you're coaching yourself. Right. Yeah. All things that are hard to measure. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. You're talking about that. Cause I think, you know, when you really kind of stop and think, you look at how everybody looks at these measurements and it, I kind of look at two ways, either one, you're chasing somebody else's numbers. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh, yeah. look at, look at trout's mechanics. We should teach everyone to have that and totally that, whatever. And they're like, well, trout's a pretty, pretty big dude. Like, I don't know that every hitter needs to have that or, or, can't be successful without yeah. his angles and yeah. things, you know? I get it. You know, his arm length and his leg length and you know, where his center mass is, those all play, right? Right, yeah. And then the other way I look at it from an organizational standpoint is like maybe it's you, you use those things to evaluate, right? Like, you know, hey, 80% of people with these metrics – uh, don't make it, you know, like those, those metrics yeah. don't work or whatever. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it, it work. You know, it, it's not necessarily going to help a player who's either has good metrics or bad metrics unless, you know, Hey, we need to get your bat speed up. Like let's get you some protein shakes and straight, you know, whatever. I don't, you know, however they want to handle that. But it sounds like a lot of it, you know, when you really kind of stop and think, it's like, well, that's not really useful from a, you know, uh, Hey, how do you actually improve your this or that? Right. But it is useful whenever measuring like, Oh, you know, successful players at this level tend to have these characteristics and this guy doesn't. So we can kind of evaluate there. Mm -hmm. But um, from, a, from a pitching side, I know you haven't 
you know, you, that's not your specialty, but you probably know more than, you know, most about it. But when I look at like a rap soto, I haven't ever used it, but just kind of from the outside, mm. those look pretty slick. Where you oh, can no get doubt. Feedback immediately on yeah, your pitch. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm now, okay. So when you talk about those out, kind of those outside, they're just measurement tools, whether it's exit velocity from a hitting standpoint, launch angle number, right? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Launch angle is not a technique, right? It's a measurement. Right. And I see too many guys that get in there and start criticizing, okay, I'm not a launch angle guy, but I am. Right? Okay, so when guys start saying, I don't like this launch angle being taught to these young players because da 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 I'm like, that's, okay, get it right. That's not technique. That's a measurement. No matter what. And I and I get on my, my old buddies, my teammates who – have a tendency to, you know, just like talking to my dad, right? He thought the 50s and 60s was the greatest time in baseball. And I'm like, dad, <laughs> you know, like we've got, you know, because he's like, oh, everybody threw 100. No, come on, dad. No, they didn't. Yeah, you know, I, anyway, I, I hear the people saying, oh, the guns are juiced. They're like, yeah, they, cannot, they cannot believe how good these players are. That's what I keep saying are. to guys. I, I, I'm like, guys, because they're like, I don't, I don't believe all this stuff with the media hype. I said, hey, man, they face Randy Johnson every day. Not just twice a year, you know. Like it's good. I like said, hey, good. It's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? But okay, so let's go. Let's do that. Like launch. So rap soto to me, I like rap soto. That was another one. Now because it's a more of a confirmation that we're doing the right things. Right. Right. So if I've got you in the cage and you know we're working on your swing, and all of a sudden it's like, well, okay, let's get you on rap soto for fifteen or twenty swings. Let's look at spin angle. Which means, okay, old school, hey, we want to backspin the ball, carries farther. So I can check. Now, you can have too much spin, and the ball won't carry. Mm. So, so this, is where, this is where I started, you know, not, not making fun of it, but I'm like, okay, pitching right. Okay, so they were like, hey, spin rate is going to equate to more depth on the breaking ball. It would make sense. If it's spinning faster, is it going to have more bite to it? It makes sense. But it's not true. That's not how it works. So right? then yeah. they, they go, oh, dang it. That doesn't work. They go, okay, let's, let's change it to spin efficiency. Uh-huh. So now your breaking ball, my breaking ball, mine's, mine's spinning slower, but I've got more depth on it. So mine's more efficient. Okay. Even though you're spin. So now it's like, oh, gosh, that's not the catch-all, just creating more spin on the breaking ball. Yeah, there's another variable there's somewhere an, yeah, in there. Something's going on, but yeah. what is it? So now, so now, so when I take to Rap Soto, I like Rap Soto for a couple of things. One was I wanted to mark the cage, right? Because it's easy to hit, it's it's easy to stay focused. It's for a lot of hitters, easy to stay focused in the cage because you're just driving balls off the off the the side or the lane and and you know you hit it and it's like that ball's gone yeah right? and you know, get on the field it's like nah, that ball's hey, on the warning he ca- track he caught it yeah yeah but okay but in there it feels like it so what I wanted to have so I took that I took Rap Soto in, in our spring training and I set it up and I had guys hitting on there and I basically started marking where the ball was hitting and then look at that and go, oh, that's, that's 18 degrees or that's 22 degrees. So I'm like, okay, if that ball hits there, that's 20 degrees. Well, if the exit velocity is over 95 and you catch that 20 to 22, that's probably a gapper. Mm-hmm. That's probably double. Right. Right. I mean, that's true. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, oh, I crushed that. Yeah. Everybody does, right? It's cage bombs. Yeah. You know, we yeah. all had, oh, that ball's gone. Right. Yeah, okay. I hope so. But but when I look at it, I'm like, okay, so I set up the cage and started marking the spots. So my player development issues is this. Your exit velocity has to match your launch angle. 
So if you're right now, wherever you are in your development, your average exit velocity is 88 to 90, okay, miles an hour off the bat consistently. Well, then you need to keep your launch angle between 10 and 15. Because you get up into the 20s, it's just a fly ball out. You don't have enough. Yeah. So you don't have enough juice. Now, all of a sudden, man, you get stronger. Your development, you go from 18 to 22. And now, all of a sudden, your exit velocity is 96, 98. Well, okay. Now, your launch angle can come up a little bit. So if you're you're hit this ball, you know, 98 miles an hour at a 25 to 20, it might go out. Okay. You see what I'm saying? But so I so I'm all about your development to me is is where you are exit velocity is. Right. My number one goal is to get your exit velocity up. And then we can start talking about the elevation. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that by being like, let's just hit hard ground balls. I don't agree with that either. Okay. But it's all of a sudden it's like, okay, from a development standpoint, granted, if your team tonight and you've got a good group of twelve U's, right? Right. You got I've been out there with your practice. Those kids crush a ground ball, probably nobody's going to catch it. Right. It's going to be a hit. Yeah, now, it might be gonna, an error. Yeah, it'd be an ole. But, and it may be, yeah, it may just eat somebody up. So you're like, oh, man, if we hit all these hard ground, we'll probably win tonight. Well, right. yeah, you would. You probably would. Mm-hmm. But is that what, you know, let's use it as a development tool. Let's take the miss, right? Because you're at a, these guys are young and not real strong. Okay, the miss on the ground is better than the miss in the infield right right the pop-up to the second baseman okay yeah i don't want that either right you know what i mean now fly balls to center when i'm talking about professionals i'm like that's a good miss okay if i'm looking at it you hit this long fly ball out to center field i'm like you're really close to being really good okay now if your miss is chopper to third chopper back to the mound or pop-up weekly you know with your catcher you know okay all right that that's something we're like we're like okay it's not quite there Okay. Okay, but but I do think I mean, and I get on the older guys because they're like, I hate all this launch angle, I hate all this, you know. I go, dude, think about our last two rounds of BP when we were playing. It was if you got a hit, you got to stay in. But what was the rule? Had to catch outfield grass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right to yeah. stay in. So if we were playing base hit round, and I smoke a ground ball in the four hole out. Right. If I hit a line drive that catches outfield grass, I get to stay. Well, what are we doing? That sounds like launch angle to me. We're trying to get this ball in the air enough, right? So I go, we were doing all that. You know, it was just, we just had a different mindset. So I do like rap soto inside the, like to measure your cage. Like if you, like over there where we practice, right? Right. If you went and took rap soto in there, set it up one day and you looked at where those balls were heading and you're like, okay, man, that's it. That's at 16 and a half. His exit velocity is 82. That, okay. We're getting there. Right. That, that's going to be a good measurement. Right. But it's just a confirmation that our work is good. Right. Then it is, what do I do to get to 18 degrees? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to have that be the reaction. Right, right, right. So I get you in a better position. The ball starts coming off at 15 to 20 consistent. You're going to get a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. Now, am I going to take the hard ground ball? Yeah. But do I want to teach it? No, not necessarily. But... I do like that miss better than up, no doubt. But it's also now as the game gets growing, right? I don't want the ball on the ground middle base. That's two outs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that's, you know, you want to go back and talk about the Houston Atlanta series? Go look at the double plays and okay. the homers. Yeah. That was the difference. Okay. They hit into a bunch of double plays and we hit a bunch of homers. You know, so, okay. When you talk about postseason against the best pitching in, in, the, in the league right now, 
right? What's going to win? You're not going to win. It's hard to get two, three, four hits in a big league game. Right. So those ground ball, hard ground ball, base hits that don't score runs, you can't double advance. Well, that's going to be hard to do. And, uh, you know, and that, we talked about that last year, man. Like, Houston's tough, man. They don't strike out much. They're going to shorten up. I'm like, yeah, they're going to put a bunch of balls in play. We're going to get two outs out of it. <laughs> and that's what they did. Right. So, yeah. Now we're talking about a couple of different levels of play. We, sure. We've gone from 12U to the World Series. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying. But I do. Rat Soto has some valuable information for me. Yeah, yeah. And I like just looking at the spin, you know, like the angle of the spin. Not so much how quick the ball is. It's like, hey, we're going to backspin the ball. That's more homers or doubles, triple. Uh, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Now, the shape of that spin means something. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking at, you know, if you took this, you know, what it, it has this spinning ball, right? So I kind of look at that. It's going like that, I don't know, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock spin to 2 axis, o'clock spin. Yeah, yeah that axis rotation, that, that kind of gives you... That was Wade Boggs when I was with Boston. Uh-huh. He did nothing but evaluate his swing by the spin of the ball. Oh. Rod Carew, same thing. I've talked to those guys about hitting. I actually played with Wade. But talking to, you know, when Carew, when I was with the Angels, he talked about spinning, spinning the ball. You know, to, he goes, I, I love spinning the ball to the left field because that's the worst fielder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was right, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, back <laughs> – Especially back in the day, you had some banger standing in left field. Yeah, it doesn't move very well. Yeah, and it was kind of like just drive in more than you let in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so you know, so those those guys, man, those are old schoolers, and they're talking about spin, spin shape, that, that what they're trying to execute from their work. Okay, well, they're kind of doing what we're talking about, right? You know, and, and now we've got a measurable. I could put you on rap soda and be like, where's that, you know, where is that spin that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, there, there's things that are really interesting there. Um, and then from the pitching standpoint, uh, you know, I, I don't know that how much that's equates to the development of a, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14 year old. Uh, now, as you start to get up there and, you know, and that's how we evaluate, you know, depth of pitches. Hey, this guy's got a good slider. Okay. What does that mean? How deep is it? How, you know, what's, what's the angle of the break? How late is it? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, like as a player, you know this. Like a guy has a oh, good slider. And you get up there and you're like, oh, my gosh, that is a good slider. Right. Get breaking late. It's hard to pick up. You know, it's like, eh, yeah, that's tough. He's throwing it in the exact same angle of his fastball. And then all of a sudden I go to swing and it's like, you know. Right. Uh, I remember Jeffrey Leonard one time told me a story when he signed, you know, old pro, right? Yeah, I remember. You know, one flap down guy. You know, we yeah. were old school. I played with him in, the, in Seattle. And he was telling me he signed at like 18, you know. And he said after my first two weeks, he goes, Dad. He said he called home and be like, Dad, they throw this fastball that breaks straight down. <laughs> you know, he goes, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I got, I got no chance. You know, he, he didn't even see no good slider until that, you know, but that was pretty funny. He's like, yeah, they're throwing these fastballs that go straight down. You know? <laughs> but, um, you know, so, I, so that part of it, you know, you start looking at, I think at 14, 15, 16, when guys really are trying to spin the ball, but it's like, can we spin it and stay healthy? Right. Right, that's the thing. Anybody can go out there and flip a breaking ball a lot, and all of a sudden you got well, he's got the little league elbow. The kid can't throw, and we're like, oh, that's not helping. Right? Okay, he had, you know, he just went ten and two, but now he can't he can't straighten his arm out, and he's only four twelve. Right? Like, I don't think that's what we're looking for. Right? You right. know, uh, I think we're looking at how do you stay healthy enough to if you love the game, you got to stay healthy to play. Right. If you want to go make that varsity team and, you know, you want to try to go to college or you want to give take a shot at pro ball, you got to stay healthy. You know, it's going to come down to it. And, 
so yeah, so I think rap soda and some of those things saying, well, how do I get a ball to break without tweaking my elbow, you know, without just torquing that break and all of a sudden, yeah, that slider's got some break to it, but it, man, it hurts my elbow after about, you know, after I throw 10. Right. Like, oh, okay. Well, something's not right. Yeah. You know, so how do we get it to spin and be healthy? Yeah. You know? So that, that's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. The experimental part of it where you can kind of be, you know, in the lab, air quotes, you know what I mean? And be yeah. kind of like, you know, I'm going to use this new grip and see, you know, you, instead of just work on your eyes and your catcher being like, oh yeah, that, yeah. You know, oh no, that didn't, you know what I mean? It's going right. to be able, it feels like that's pretty neat, but, uh, um, all right, one more one more quick question. We'll wrap it up here. The um, like is statistically, so not even necessarily a gadget or whatever. Is there a stat? I feel like there's a lot of neat things that we measure now, like with chase rates or whatever. Like if you've got a young hitter that you're working with and you're like, mm. this is a good sign. I mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you measure that, uh, or there's a statistic for that you're like, you know what? I like these guys. These guys tend to be able to to, to compete a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, it's a it's a real fine line when you're talking about like pro development. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm looking, I'm like, man, I want these guys because these pitchers now uh, are so good at throwing what what I've kind of termed trap pitches. You know, and some people call it chase. You know, where this is a it's a strike out of the hand and a ball when it gets to the plate. That's the toughest, right, is how do I stop my swing? Mm-hmm. And and so a lot of time my development is not only how do you get off a good swing, but can I be in a position to stop it? Okay. And so I, we stre- I stress that a lot, is you having the ability to stop your swing. You know, because that, as you get into that higher level, that chase and that out of the zone, you know, especially when you're up in the count type of thing, well, that's going to affect everything. It's going to affect your on-base percentage. It's going to affect your slug percentage. It's going to affect everything. Um, but do I want to talk about you not chasing and get you careful? Mm-hmm. I don't want you careful. You know, I don't want any I, – I want to stay on the aggressive side. I would rather have you chase out of the zone than get locked up on a strike. Okay. You know, where you're like, man, I just couldn't pull the trigger. Well, I thought maybe he might throw me the fastball, but but then I was like, oh, he's, you know, he threw the kid in front of me, a breaking ball in that situation. Now we're talking about, you know, we're getting into the, you know, a little different level, right? We're talking about 14, 13, 14, 15 year olds now that are spinning stuff more than not. You right. know what I mean? But I don't want to get you careful. You know, so I see that, okay, when you do, you know, you go uh, cage work or your flip drills, or your, you know, machine BP or coach's BP, well, what's the difference? You're swinging every pitch. All your kids, you know, you're out there doing all these drills. They're swinging at every pitch. Now all of a sudden you're like, man, our kids are raking. You know, like we look good. Our swings are good. Now you get that pregame meeting. You're like, hey, we're facing, you know, Johnny Smith over there. Boy, he throws hard and he's got this break on. We got to make sure he throws strikes. So I just tell my lineup that 15 minutes before and all of a sudden, Nobody can pull the trigger. Everybody's taking pitches. And then you're like, come on, man. Wait, why are you taking that fastball? Yeah. You know, Where's like, this well, hesitation coming from? Yeah, you, yeah, I just told you to be careful. And right. so now you are. So you're actually doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You know, so I don't want to get the people careful. But what I will try to do, um, let's take an organization like Tampa. Tampa does not chase, as an organization, they don't chase below the zone. So they have, that's one of their theories of stress is that late in the count they're not chasing down now you can beat them up you can throw high fastballs and you're gonna get some chase out of them and you're gonna beat them with fastballs more than you are beat them with off speed late in the count Mm. now you can throw off speed kits early in the count for a strike and they may give it to you but they don't chase down so i'm like okay so 
I like that. I respect Tampa a lot, watching them, being with the Braves, and we're, they're right down the street. We played Tampa every spring training game at every level. Right. So I got to see and, – and I'm not that impressed with that much. you know. But I look at those guys, I'm like, eh, they're pretty good. Like, as an organization, well, then you look at it. Low market, low money, always in the postseason, always producing their own players. Something to be said for it. You know, but with those guys, uh, you know, that's kind of how I see it. I don't – so if I could – let's say from a development standpoint, you're saying oh, what's, what's important. Okay, chase rate's important. Being able to stop your swing is important. But if I can get – just do that. So if I was going to take your little league to 12 of you and be like, we're going to take the ball below the zone. We're just not going to chase the ball bouncing on the plate. You know, like we're going to be aware of that. Now, we might chase up, but I'm going to – I got to be okay with one of them. You know, or you're like, oh, I'm not going to chase the basketball neck high. Okay, well then you're going to you need to deal with a couple chases below the zone then. So, however, I'd rather develop one side or the other for now. Just get good at that one. And I've had guys where I'm like, let's just take away the inside trap, the jam fastball that you're chasing, and I'm going to let you chase up and out over the plate or in the dirt. But but we're going to limit one. Let's just start with one. Let's get good at that. Let's get good at, at recognizing the one area. And then we'll, when you get good at that, well, let's, let's start talking about the next one. As opposed to try to cram in all this perfect development all within one year. You know, and I can truly say that, you know, Austin Riley's development, I've been there, I was there five years with him. There was things that we did last year, you know, in his adjustment that I, there's no way I could have told him or had him do that two years prior to that. He just wasn't ready. And we're talking about elite athlete. Right. So I think this development thing with young players, man, get their setups consistent and then eliminate one. But don't take their aggression and don't get them careful. And don't be like, hey, Johnny, make sure this guy throws a strike. Eh, hey, where's he throwing a strike? Let's let's get aggressive there. Mm-hmm. Like, and this kid throws a belt high fast, you know, thigh high fastball away every hitter. Okay, guys. Here's the deal. He's throwing belt-high fastball. Let's get aggressive on him right now. Right. You know, and let's right. go attack it. Right. You know, now he starts, you know, coming up with this baby spin ball, you know, that you see Little League World Series, right? All these dominant kids are spinning the ball, 12 years old. Um, I, there's not too many of those guys that end up making it, to be honest with you. In fact, right. In fact, Wilson Alvarez might be one of the few, you know, Little League World Series. Now, Eddie Vosberg, my buddy, Little League World Series, College World Series, Major League World Series. No kidding. But, you know, what a good story. Anyway, that's another deal. But, um, but you, so you, so them being able to spin a ball at 12 years old and, and me as a hitter having to compete with it, nah, let's get on the fastball first and, and let's, let's, make, let's take our chances if we start learning about secondary pitches and stuff like that. Yeah, so start with that aggression first and then you can kind of cut, so. cut back from there. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I think if they, they get to the point where you kind of establish in practice – you know, kind of where that attack zone is and be like, all right, guys, hey, let's go with this attack zone. Let's see how many outs. I've said this. I go, let's see how many outs we can make swinging at this location. So if we, if our whole team swings at this one location, middle away, you know, mid-thigh, out over the plate, and that's all we swing at for the entire game, I'd like to see what's going to happen there. Okay. I know what happens at the minor league level, and everybody gets a, everybody's like, man, that's so much easier. Because uh-huh. you're kind of hedging your bet to some degree, as opposed to what if he throws a fastball in? What if he throws a breaking? What if he throws a changeup? What if he throws a, you know, come on. I mean, that's going to be no fun. Right. So it's like get him in a, let's get the height right. If I'm, if I'm coaching teams right now, especially little league guys and 12, go, moving up and they're starting to spin it, they're starting to throw, you know, decent velocity at times. Let's just get the height right. What's the height? 
let's attack a certain height. Hey, be ready. If it's at that height, let it eat. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's good. I think I learned that after probably after I got released. I think uh, as a high school, college hitter, all that type of thing. The uh, you know, or my my approach personally was like I'm looking for the fastball. Let's just say a particular count. I'm looking for the fastball, but I'm also ready for the curveball. I got to see it up. And then, you know, I also got to change up, so I got to be ready for that. And so I'm like, right. you know, I'm ready for everything, but I'm really ready for nothing. Right. I'm ready. For, I felt like I get the fastball, I, I didn't hit it right. I know. And so right. then I hear you talk, I hear other big leaguers talk, and it's like, it's almost like being clear on what you're conceding is every bit as important as, you know, just like, I'm just going to, like you said, like I'm giving you the lower half for like Tampa. Like we're, you know, like yeah. or, uh, if you're going to beat me up, you beat me up. Like yeah. I'll tip my cap. You right. know what I mean? But like, guess what I'm not going to do. Right. And then suddenly it's easier. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, I'm yeah. making my outs either way. Like I'm not mm. being asked to hit a thousand here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But like over the course of averages and everything else, like sticking with a simpler plan is easier when you know what you're not going to be you know, falling, what trap you're not falling for today. Yeah, you know there's I mean? no doubt. I mean, even even evaluating now, right? So if I'm watching a game on TV and and one of my clients, you know, is, you know, chased out of the zone or gotten a good count and all of a sudden swung off the plate, you know, and then they make an out, they pop up or they roll over to the, you know, and I don't look at the swing, you know, and I'm not, I can't evaluate the swing. I'm like, you, you made some bad decisions. That was it. Right. So let's just move on, go have a good dinner. You know, come come tomorrow. You know, get get an idea of how, what you're going to eliminate for a certain spot, and then go with it. Instead of you know, it's like, what do you think about my swing? I don't know. That ball's off the plate. I'm not going to evaluate something when you're swinging out of the zone. Right. You know, <laughs> it's not going to be true. Right. You know? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're late. Oh yeah, that ball's three inches inside. So of course you're going to be late. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's good. That's good. We'll we'll uh, stop it there. I know you've got to get going. So uh, when reality is going to love that. I know those guys a little bit. I didn't know you're going to. Uh, boost them up like that yeah we, i like them we, yeah they're pretty slick we got an oculus and um i think that that helps with probably even just seeing velocity kids being afraid to hit the ball that type or yeah. afraid, afraid of getting hit like just getting seeing some at bats um is nothing but good and it feels like that technology is getting better and i don't even know of another company doing it but it was uh, fun for pretty, me pretty slick. you know and i hadn't and i hadn't hit in you know 20 years and just to get in there and have to react uh and just getting that picture again uh, you know, I think I think it's good. I, I think it's pretty fun. I don't know about, you know, the the amateur side of it. You know, putting you know, obviously, you had this on twelve U. They're probably not going to see Chapman. I mean, no, he's hopefully he's retired by that time. Yeah, but they'll be somebody yeah. replace him throwing one hundred and ten. Yeah, yeah. But I think, uh, I think they have all those guys on there. I, I want to say that they're not like you can't just pull up. Oh, I want to go face Kershaw. Like they have like generic names or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, you, but you want to face a guy throwing a hundred? Like they got a guy. Like you can click on that. Yeah. Guy, you know. What well, I, mean? I think so, they've got. There's a couple of different plans. Oh you know, sure. Because yeah. we were asking like, oh, can we see the top seventy five? You know, who's the? You know, what do you got in there? Because that was gonna be the thing we were gonna look at from a minor league standpoint you yeah. know it's just get you know at least you could stand in there and look at the motion yeah you know where's this where's the slot where's you know where's grinky you know what's his timing you know his leg kick and you know and all and like just give me a little feel for it yeah you know so i think uh i think that's good and i think that side of it's like when do i get started right that's always a big question like right. when, when i when do i get re- start ready getting ready to hit mm-hmm. you know i'm standing there in my stance i feel good about that when am i getting started you know when am i how am I creating that? I, you know, so I think there's some things you can work on there, but yeah, it's yeah. Cool. no, this is good. It's helpful. There's so much stuff out there. It's helpful for, uh, for everybody that's kind of curious as to how to help a play, ball player get better. And it's like, okay, th- these help kids get better and these evaluate players for, if you're an evaluator, you yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. and kind of knowing what, what's what, so that's, uh, that's helpful. So, 
Um, anyway, if you guys want to check out more of Mike's stuff, uh, you can follow us online at Baseball Notes on all the socials, doing a lot of Twitter, Instagram, uh, BaseballNotes.com. Mike's got a program, Swing Made Easy, uh, a lot of easy drills that uh, kind of force players into good positions, you know, help you be competitive. And, uh, you know, it's not all about, like, exit velo and velocity. It's all about, you know, sometimes it's about being competitive and, and and uh, being set up so you can hit several several zones and be, still be able to stop and not be selling out. And so anyway, no really doubt. good, really good program. Uh, Swing made easy. Check that out. And uh, again, Mike, we appreciate you being here.